Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking about players. Should you panic or should you stay calm? Let's go. open. Chicago with the lead. Not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And he's going to go. Back out to Allen. History title. Curry for three. Wow. Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination. It's the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Hoopball. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at BallBoysNBA and on Instagram at BallBoysFantasyBasketball. Uh, I'm always very um, happy to be joined by the co-host, the guru himself, Callum Mack. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. It took a bit of effort to get that out. Um, yeah. but look, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I guess you... you weren't quite warm from last week when I had to unfortunately take a week lapse. But um, I got left here. in the I got left in the cold, man. I was I was swimming in deep water, like trying to yeah. trying to keep it alive. But uh, I'm good. I'm glad to have you back, man. I, I have a question. Were, were you panicking? I was. I was panicking. You, uh, that 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 is the question we're answering today. Is uh, <laughs> should we be panicking about these player? That was an excellent segue. Thank you, Callum. Uh, <laughs> but basically, today's episode we are talking players who have not been performing up to expectations so far, and whether or not we think that the drop in their production is real, or if we think it's fake, or if it's somewhere in the middle. So it's it's sort of a buy-low show, but but not really. We're sort of talking about whether or not they are a buy-low, if we, if we think that they're going to be fine, maybe go out and try and trade for these guys, or if you have these players, should you maybe wait for a couple of good games and then try and trade them based on their name value? So... Uh, a little bit of a spin on the Bilo show today. And the first player we're going to be talking about, um, he was one of my my guys going into this season and uh, hasn't worked out so far, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, talk to me. What's going on with De'Aaron Fox? Are we panicking, Cal? Look, I probably would be panicking a bit. Um, you know what? I'm panicking. Uh, I'm, look, I'm panicking, 100%. <laughs> okay, why, I, why are you panicking? 
his look, his current rank on Yahoo is 191, and that's not reflective of what he's actually producing. So he's still put up about 19 points, the six assists, which is very helpful, and, and one and a half steals. So those are there, yes. Yeah. But the three throws is like what we thought it was. Um, the field goal has been atrocious so far, under 40%. Yeah. Um, I'd look, you'd like to say they're both going to come up. They're, they're obviously lower than what he did previously, and, and that is very badly affecting his current ranking. But but even the points is pretty bad. Like I was I was hoping he'd be a twenty point scorer. I guess field goal and points go hand in hand. Um, I'm panicking a bit because just because there's a lot of point guards in that rotation now, he's kind of sharing the ball a bit more. You got Davion and you got Halliburton. Um, you also have Harrison Barnes who's been killing it. He's playing so like he's getting more usage. He's getting Michael more Jordan. shots, taking shots out of Darren Fox's hand. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm concerned overall. Yeah, I am. I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. I'm I'm probably. Look, he was my my guy this year because if you if you remember the end of last season, he was absolutely going off. I'm pretty sure you might need to fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure he led the league in fourth quarter points uh, last season, or at least for the second half of last season. Um, he was very clutch, very efficient, especially finishing at the rim. Uh, I think at the second half last year, he put up like 28 points a night, seven assists, steal and a half. So for that reason, I was really high on him, especially in a punt free throw percentage build. Um, we knew that the free throws were cause for concern. Um, we we sort of there was a glimmer of hope that that might get up closer to 80. percent That's kind of not going to happen. We sort of know that now. Um, but I always recommended not relying on that and not drafting him expecting that. Um, so. For that reason, I'm not panicking because in most instances, I would have drafted Darren Fox in a punt free throw percentage build. But I want to compare his numbers from last year. He basically is putting up one fewer shots, uh, basically 18 shots, field goal attempts versus 19 last year. So one fewer attempts per game. He's attempting one and a half less free throws per game. And he's putting up basically one less assist per game. And that's the difference. The only difference in terms of this massive drop in ranking is the field goal percentage and the free throw percentage has dropped even lower than what it was last year. Um, so for that reason, I'm not panicking because the attempts are still there. Um, he's just not converting them. The last two seasons, he's been a 48% shooter from the field in both seasons and the, the season before that, he was at 46%. So shooting at 39% like he is at the moment, I'm very confident that that's not going to stick. Um, he's a very good player. He's one of the best finishers around the rim in the NBA. And right now, it's just not going in. Um, and I think there's a bit of weirdness going on in the NBA. Uh, sorry, in the Sacramento right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Luke Walton is fired because he's a terrible coach. Um, but yeah, I just I think that his talent will shine through and, and get there before anything crazy like we start putting the ball in Don, uh, Davion Mitchell's hands over Darren Fox or anything silly like that. So... For that reason, I'm not panicking. It's not been ideal. I think you just got to wait it out, though. Don't be selling him at a low point. Yeah, I'll say it's pretty much the the three point attempted and and the field like he's shooting twenty percent from the three point yeah. line, um, and and that's what's hurting him so much because he's shooting about four and a half and sinking one. That that that's the anomaly effect there as well, yeah. um, which is just really hurting. I think he will probably go on a bit of a, a hot stretch at some point. Yes. get get hot from three, and his stats will be bolstered up a fair bit because that is the main fundamental reason what what is dragging him down yeah yeah it's 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 just a huge difference it's those it's well it's not a, it's not a category that you sort of monitor the fr- uh, three point percentage it is something that can swing multiple categories in terms of threes threes made field goal percentage points 
Um, and and it can, that can automatically boost your value. And especially early on in the season, I wouldn't be too worried about the ranking next to De'Aaron Fox's name. Just look at what he's actually putting up. Uh, and I think that's a big key for a lot of these players. The rankings at the moment are all silly. It's, it's a small sample size. Turnovers and percentages and steals and things like that all have a massive influence on value right now. Um, so just just look at what they're actually putting up rather than the ranking attached to their name. Uh, that would be my advice for a lot of these guys. Uh, let's move on to the next guy, uh, and are we panicking? Bit of a weird one because he's not doing horrible, but are we panicking on Bam Adebayo? Your thoughts, Cal? Look, I'll be the first to say that you were all over this, Mitch. Um, yeah. You saw it coming in the preseason. You highlighted that he was not getting any assists. Zero. And like, well, not zero, but I think he averaged less than two assists in the preseason. Yeah, um, and for someone that put up 4.3 assists per game, um, in is that the oh that's the postseason? It was even better. It was five and a half um, yeah. in the regular season. So even better, crazy amount for a big man. And and I had on my team it was really beneficial. It was reliable, um, and and now it's just dropped down so much. And for someone that you were taking as a second round pick, you really needed him to get you your five assists. Yeah. And and for him now to drop down to 2.3 so far for the season, which is less than half. That really does hurt you. I mean, everything else pretty much is there. As blocks are a bit low, you would expect that to come back up to about one a game. Um, so that that obviously is also affecting his value. But I think it's just the assists. Yeah. Um, he's really dropped down one or two ranks just from that huge hit. And look, you saw it first, so kudos to you. Yeah, like it was something that that I was worried about. And, and I think I'd mentioned it several times on Twitter that that second round with all those big guys just worried me with him. Um, we're not going to mention him, but uh, Vucevic as well as another guy that I sort of mentioned is there's nothing but downside with these guys. Um, and whilst he's not a bust or anything like that, I- I'm officially going to label him as I'm worried. I-, I think that this is the band we're going to continue to see. I don't think those assists are coming back. Um, yes, the blocks are probably going to come back up to a game instead of 0.4 right now, and that will boost his ranking up, but he's not going to be a second round guy. So if I'm able to trade Bam for someone who I think will be a second-round player, maybe like, um, who would I use? Julius Randle as maybe someone, or perhaps perhaps even a Miles Turner or something like that. Obviously, he's been playing really well. I think his value might be there a bit more, maybe not as many rebounds. Um, but if I can get a solid second-round player... Uh, for Bam, I definitely would be doing that um, based on where we drafted him and, and name recognition. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is basically what we're going to be seeing from Bam, the, these averages right here. Yeah, I totally agree. And it is a shame to see, um, but I guess that's what happened. you got Tyler Hero taking yeah. a lot more usage in terms of running the court. you got Kyle Lowry's new addition. So just in terms of them having the ball a lot more, yeah. uh, this is Bam's being affected by it. Yeah, he's the, he's the fourth playmaking option on this team behind Jimmy... Kyle Lowry and uh, and now Tyler Hero as well. So uh, definitely taking the toll with three less assists per game. Uh, so yes, we are worried about Bam if you want to put a label on that. All right, let's get to everyone's uh, favorite player right now. And yes, we were onto this one as well. Both of us were onto this one, um, but probably not to this extent. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, we're all wondering what the hell are we doing? Um, I, I guess the question is, how much are we panicking about Michael Porter Jr.? Because if I was uh, someone who had him on my team, I would be panicking a fair bit. What are you, what are you doing with Michael Porter Jr., Cal? I would be freaking the fuck out. I wouldn't even, <laughs> like, if someone offers me a trade with Michael Porter Jr. right now, like, I 
Well, I, I, I'd be hard to sell one of my players because he has been looking that bad. And it's the lower back as well. It's the injury that he's had previously. Yeah, that's, that's kept him out for long durations. I don't know. Maybe that's an excuse. It could be. Um, but the Devon Nuggets want to win. They really do want to win. Yeah. And you got games where he had a 30% game, 28%, 28%. Like it's pretty shocking and pretty high volumes. Um, and this is a guy that you drafted to beef up your field goal. That yeah. was his strongest category. He shot about 55%, um, which is huge. Definitely a carry. And, and he's been the complete polar opposite of that. Um, and what comes to that, there's no points. He, he never got assists. Um, his defensive stats weren't really there either. It was really just a field goal carry with some threes and rebounds, uh, which he still is getting. He's getting the rebounds at least when he had minutes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, now he's injured, and it, it, it's all looking pretty downhill. Yeah, it's all it's all pretty bleak for the, the Michael Porter <laughs> Jr. Uh, managers out there. Uh, yeah, look, I'm panicking. Yeah, he's not he's not going to be the guy who we drafted in the 20s. That's just plain and simple. I never thought... We, we both never wanted to take him that high. Uh, we were worried about the increase in usage and that affecting his field goal percentage. It hasn't even, his usage hasn't even increased. It's actually gone down a little bit. Um, so obviously, that is, the breakout is not happening. We can rule that out straight away. However, he's not going to be this bad. He's not going to continue to shoot 35%, 36% from the field. Um, last year, he was a 54% field goal guy, shooting 44.5% from three. I think he's probably closer to 40% from three, so maybe he's more at 49-50% overall. Um, so in that way, he's a buy low, but he's a buy low really, really, really low. Um, not Don't buy low with someone who's like a third or fourth round player because there's a very good chance that he won't be that good. He's more of like a like a 60, 70 ranked player, I would, I would assume, if I'm trying to get some value there. And again, only if you need those threes, rebounds. I'm hoping that this field goal percentage comes up, but I am still a little bit concerned because of the injury. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, hopefully you listened to us in the bus show and you, you weren't drafting him as high as, as, high as he went. Um, but I must say, I did admit, I didn't see this coming, this level of drop-off coming. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I think the the spectrum you put him in in that seventies is probably where he, he fits, and he should have been drafted more in the fifties, and he's been disappointing. Yeah, um, that, that's probably my take on it. He, he was around the fiftieth ranked player, if I remember correctly, last year, uh, which is about like sort of where I view him ending up before the season started, and and with the disappointment we've seen so far, I've dropped him back a little bit, but I still expect him to get back to that because again, if I like we did with Fox, if I compare his numbers in terms of attempts. He's averaging two fewer attempts per game. I think that also is affected by the injury game. So it's fairly close in terms of attempts. Um, the rebounds, you said, are very similar. Uh, the steals uh, are pretty similar as well. The blocks have dropped down. He was at 0.9 blocks per game um, last year. He's obviously only at 0.2 this year. But again, that's something that can swing around. Um, the free throw percentage is horrible uh, at 55%. But again, only one attempt. So very low sample size. It's really just that, yeah, the 20% three-point percentage compared to 44% last year. So he's basically halving his three-point percentage, uh, which is greatly reducing his value. So I would be picturing him pretty much like he was last year, maybe with a slight decrease in uh, field goal percentage. Uh, is basically how I would be trying to evaluate Michael Porter. And if that fits your team, then maybe you can try and go and buy low and someone who... Because I, I guarantee you, the owners of uh, Michael Porter Jr. are panicking. Uh, I get them all the time tweeting at me, messaging me on Instagram, <laughs> what do we do with Michael Porter Jr.? And so go out, throw a buy low out there and uh, see if you can, you can get him real cheap. 
Yeah, I, I would say it's never a good idea to invest a lot of stock into someone who gets buffed a lot from your turnovers. That, that's kind of yes. like one of his rankings. He's so good in it last season um, with only 1.3 that he got yeah. beefed up a fair bit. And that, that's never a good way to go down. Um, and then this is someone I'm looking at now. He was the 14th ranked player in punt assists. Yep. And that's why he was going so high. That's why people were reaching they for him. him in the but he really still. shouldn't have been going that high. Yeah, there, yeah. There's there's too many other like things that he doesn't do well as well. So yeah, yeah. as soon as one thing goes down, his value just plummets, which we did warn you guys about. Hate to tell, hate to say, I told you so, uh, but we told you so. All right, let's move on to the next uh, guy, Jaron Jackson Jr. What are we doing with Jaron Jackson Jr.? Are we panicking? Um, look, I'm not completely panicking. I'm not. I'll be okay. honest. This was this was one of my guys, by the way. I, um, yes. I was pretty keen on him. I, I voted for him, actually. I think it was most improved. Yeah, I think you did. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought he was due for a breakout season. In a lot of mock drafts, I did pick up Jaron Jackson Jr. Because he's, he's a pretty cool build with the two three-pointers, two blocks a game. Yes. And um, that's what he's given you. But he has been... He's been shooting terribly. Yes. Uh, let's be honest. 36% from the field. That's what's been hurting him. That's why his ranking is so bad. He's still getting you blocks and threes. Like they are still there. He's shooting really good from the free throw line. Um, his rebounds will always hover around the six. To six. It's never going to be impressive. So he's pretty much putting out what he should be. Um, he, he's missing minutes like he always has with foul trouble, which is annoying. It's yeah. just that field goal. He really needs to sort that out. And I, and I surely it will even out a bit. Um, it's a small sample size. So I'm thinking it will come back up. So I'm not panicking here. He's not he's not like a good field goal percentage player, but he's not 36%. Like he's more of like that 44, 45% sort of guy, which is obviously much better. And that will, again, improve his points per game and his threes per game as well. Um, but even saying that, he's the 58th ranked player, even when he's shooting 36%. So if that just climbs up to 43, 44%, He's someone that could even beat his preseason ranking, so I'm definitely not panicking on Jackson, Jackson Jr. He's played a lot more at center recently as well uh, in the last couple of games, which I think is huge for his value, and you've seen that in some of the rebound totals. In his last few games, he's been getting nine, eight, nine rebounds per game. Um, so I actually think that there is a little bit of scope to see that come up a little bit more, which has always been a bit of a knock on Jaron Jackson Jr., um, not that like we should really care, like because he's still giving us good threes, good blocks, good free throw percentage as a big guy, um, low turnovers, the points uh, are solid. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, and I don't think you should be either. If you can buy him low, if someone's panicking about their free throw uh, field goal percentage and they weren't expecting him to be this poor, I would float out a buy low and definitely see if I can take him off that uh, manager's hands. Can I offer you a trade? Um, if I'm offering, let's say, Mo Bamba yep. for Jaron Jackson Jr. Similar players. 100%. Um, who, give me Jaren. Who, who would you prefer? Give, give me Jaron 10 times out of 10. Okay. I hear that except so quick. Like, bang, it's done. Yeah, because I'm a little worried about Bamba. He's not, even, not in this list. 37th ranked player. To, anyway. Yeah. Right. Jaren, uh, sorry, Jonathan Isaac's still going to come back. Yeah, that's that's the thing for me. And um, I'm not sure how that's going to affect Mo Bamba um, moving forward. But... Yeah, I, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is just a much safer option, personally. All right, let's move on to... What, sorry, what would your answer be before I move on? Um, I'll want? be keeping Jaron Jackson as well. Yeah. Um, but as a Bumba owner right now, uh, maybe I will flick that trade. Because they are similar players, and I feel like you could just upgrade sneakily um, in a few things. I'm a punt assist build for that team, so they both fit. It's, it works well. See, see how you go. I, yeah, I think that'd be a win if you could pull that off. Um, all right, let's go on to the next player. And it is uh, one of uh, my my anti-guys, I will say. And it is uh, Russell Westbrook. 
Uh, currently the 160th ranked player, averaging 19, 9, and 8.5 and with a steal and a half. Those all sound like great numbers, but uh, it's it's all the other stuff going on. Um, what are we doing? Are we panicking with Russell Westbrook? Uh, what's what's he doing for the rest of the season? I'm, I'm not panicking um, because he seems to, he tends to do this. He did it last season, cool start. I like to think he hits it back up again because he, he finished so strong. And we, now we have news that LeBron will take a bit of time with the ab, ab, um, abdominal strain or something like that. Yeah, so I think that was it. He put up 17, 12, and 14 with three steals with um, LeBron out today. So th- those three categories are awesome. Yeah. It's just all those other categories that suck. But um, I'd like <laughs> yeah, to think that Russell four, Westbrook. Yeah, all those other four. Yeah, like you, you had to take some of this into consideration. Yeah, like, let's have. face it. He, has to, he fits a certain build. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like pairing off like a Luka Dontich and just stocking those three categories and then try and, um, you know, maybe jump in a couple of the other ones in the later rounds. Yeah. Um, but something like that, I don't know. But if his fit does not fit your build, you should definitely be looking to, to move him on. He's pretty low right now. Maybe after a week or so with LeBron yep. out. Uh, if, if I'm in a Roto League, I'm panicking, man. Like, don't don't have Russell Westbrook in a Roto League. In a head-to-head league, yeah, you can deal with a lot better with punting and things like that. Uh, but this this is what he's going to do. Like, I don't see anything of this changing, really. Like, he's, he's going to put up... Yeah, I don't think he's going to put up a triple-double. Um, he might get close to 20 points a game. The steal and a half is fine. But yeah, he's going to put up five turnovers or four and a half turnovers. And yeah, he's going to put up 64% free throw percentage and 41% field goal. He's not going to put up many threes per game. So this is what he is. So I don't expect this to improve. I know last year there was that big second half, but he's on the Lakers now. Um, you know, yes. And he's, he's doing this all with LeBron James out right now. Um, so yes, LeBron's out for a bit longer, but you, you'd expect LeBron to be coming back at some point this season. And so when he does, we've seen that the numbers with LeBron on the court be much worse than the numbers when he's off the court. So um, it's not like LeBron's going to step back into this team and, oh, keep going, Russ. You keep doing your thing. It's, that's not what's going to happen because it's, it's LeBron's team. It's, it's the Lakers and he's run the show there. So I don't see that second half happening like last year. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, I, really, I really just don't see it. I, I just think... This guy, he's got too many holes, too many weaknesses in his game, and um, I'm just, yeah, too much of a headache for me. Yeah, I'm on on your side of the fence at this point. He looks like a bit too much of a headache this season, but yeah, look, it's a one team. It's definitely LeBron's team. Um, you'd like to think that maybe look, maybe LeBron gets injured. Maybe that's if you're a Westbrook owner, that's what you're hoping for. Um, LeBron is old. It is possible he's out now for about a week or so. He's had a few. Maybe injuries. that's why you drafted him. But um, he really does hurt you a lot in so many categories. It's hard to to say that the benefit's better than the reward. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next guy. He is uh, someone who was a bit of a preseason hype guy. We were initially keen on him, and then the hype started getting a bit too far. Isaiah Stewart. Are we panicking on Isaiah Stewart? I'm definitely panicking. I don't know about you, but... I'm getting a bit worried. Um, he, it's a weird team in Detroit. We know this yeah. guy was young. It's, it's one of those teams where you, you're not going to be super surprised if they do decide to mix up some of their lineups. Um, the blocks still have kind of been there. I guess that's one positive. Yep. The three throw percentage is kind of like why you were getting him. It's been a bit bad. You, you would expect that to come back up. But I'm still, it's just the usage is so bad. I mean, yeah. eight points, six points, five. You'd like to think he's gotten some kind of tip in dunks and, and stuff like that. Kate Cunningham's only just gotten back. I don't know if you see that as a positive or a negative. Um, he gets into foul trouble as well. So, yeah, look, there are some negatives there. I think where he was being drafted 
in the stream of things was obviously it was going too high. Yeah. There was too much, too much out there, too much positive stuff. We were, we were beefing them up a bit too. We, we in were the early yeah. Yahoo rankings. Yeah. But that's because it was ranked at so far outside. And then he kind of got moved up to like the 60 range yeah. where it just like 56 is what his preseason rank was. That's so he really jumped yeah. up so much and, and that was too much. Like that was definitely way too high for where he should be. Yeah, yeah. Look, we we thought we thought that he obviously he was the starting center. He is the starting center. We we thought that they'd play a bit more Kelly Olynyk and Isaiah Stewart lineups combined. It looks like they're just kind of running Olynyk exclusively as the backup center, which is cutting into Stewart's minutes a bit more. They're kind of splitting those minutes, uh, which I didn't necessarily. I thought he would at least get twenty eight, twenty nine minutes a night. He's down at under twenty four. Um, I, I'm panicking. Obviously, I agree. He went too high. You're not going to get the value of where you drafted him. However, I don't think he's a drop. He's still the 140th ranked player, which is still within you know, your standard league range. And I think as the season goes on and Detroit lose more games, they're going to continue to give their younger players more minutes. You're going to see less Trey Lyles, less of those other guys coming in. And players like Isaiah Stewart are going to get more minutes. So, it, look, if, if you need to make a cut because you're fighting in a competitive league and you have to, you know, just keep yourself alive, then, yeah, maybe sure you can move on from Isaiah Stewart. Um, but I think if you are in a position where you can hold on, I would encourage you to do so. Um, or if anyone gives you a value even close to where you drafted him in that, like, 50, 60, 70, top 80 range... I would be taking it uh, personally. Would you? Would you agree with that kind of assessment, or are you a little bit lower than what I am? Um, well, what number did you say? You said eighty. Yeah, I think anything top eighty, I'm taking, and depending yeah. on the kind of player, even maybe someone. Yeah, it would depend. But yeah, I, think look, top I, I agree with that. I'd say top eighty. I think that's kind of where, like, he could finish in the eighties. But right now, from what I'm seeing, he I'm, I'm just kind of a bit worried yeah. that I would wouldn't mind moving on to someone who is in the eighties that can give me a bit more confidence. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like he could finish higher than that, but I think that the the confidence is not there, and there's a risk that he is just the 150th ranked player, and and they don't they don't value him that way, and they they're just kind of trying different things and stuff like that. But I I do expect the minutes to come up as the season progresses. I, I do think that that will happen. All right, let's uh, move on. We've got two more guys that we want to get through. Um, the the second last guy. Uh, Bit of a weird one this season. Not really sure what's going on, but it's Damian Lillard. What are we doing with Damian Lillard? Are we panicking, Cal? I'm panicking a bit because he was my first round pick. And right now he's ranked 86th, which is um, a pretty big drop off from sixth ranked player. That's a whole of 80. Yeah. You can double check my math on that one. But yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty rough. Um, it's all, all to do with his field goal. He can't shoot the ball. He can't get it, can't get it in the net this season. And he's also not really attempting many free throws. Um, either like he was attempting a lot of free throws last season as one of the best in that category in terms of volume and uh, percentage yeah Yeah, i think he was three games so it's not like he's kind of like bombing them away from from three missing them not really attacking as much we we know the free throw percentage um in terms of the attempts made is a bit more rare to come by this season because of the changing in and with what the refs are officiating the game um and, and with that being said He's taken a bit of a hit just like James Harden has. Um, some players like DeMar DeRozan have been beefed up by it because he can still maintain it. So he's looking a lot better these days. Um, yeah. But look, the steal stats never there. His turnover is actually pretty good for his standard, but it's the field goals hurting you so much. Um, and, and it's just not that not that first round value that you really want it. Yeah. So I'm, look, I'm panicking a bit. I'm not completely worried. I think he will bounce back. 
but I am a bit worried. I, I, I'm panicking a bit, and I think he's probably not going to be the sixth-ranked player, but if you drafted Damian Lillard, I'm hoping, especially in a head-to-head league, I'm hoping you were punting the field goal percentage category anyway. And if you were doing that, he's still giving you nearly 20 points, two and a half threes, uh, 85% from the line, eight, over eight assists, um, he was never a steals guy or a blocks guy or anything like that. So he's still giving you decent stats. And as soon as that field goal percentage does come around... Now, the, the only concern thing that I'm worried about is this abdominal injury or something that he says is not like aggravating, but there was a clip today where he made a, uh, attempted a layup and then clutched at his, at his stomach. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how much that's affecting him or whether it's a thing or not, but... Um, it's slightly concerning that that might be causing this, and if it lingers on for most of the season, it's going to affect him. But, um, yeah, I, I still think that he's going to be, especially in a punt field goal percentage build, he's going to be a top, I want to say top 20 player. Probably, assuming the, the injury is not horrendous, he probably still will be a top sort of 15 player, I think. It'll, it'll come good, I, I believe. So I'm not panicking a whole lot. But I'm also, look, if, if I can get, I don't know, if I can get a Carl Anthony Towns or if I can get a uh, Kevin Durant or even a Paul George or anything like that, then yeah, I, I would pull the trigger based on name value. But I, I've, I've had a lot of questions with like uh, Ja Morant or Damian Lillard or Miles Bridges or Damian Lillard. Like I'm taking Dame every time over those players. Yeah. Yeah. Like as am I, like it's obviously it's a small sample size. It's just been... Been pretty shocking, and, and if when you're punting the punt, punt field goal build, he's actually ranked the 48th so far for the season. So you're like, yeah, he should jump up. Um, he's due for it. You'd like to say he's been consistent for years; he'll be back there. But I'm, I'm just a little bit worried. Yeah, yeah the, the injury thing is the only thing that worries me. But um, yeah, I, th- I think I think you know abdo- we've had a few abdominal injuries. Really, really weird um, season for abdominal injuries this year. I feel like we've got we we never used to see them, and now we've got like three right now. Really weird. Uh, let's move on to the last guy here. Um, he did have a decent game today, uh, but we are still asking the question, Clint Capella, are we panicking? He's the 108th ranked player so far on the season. Are you panicking on Clint Capella, Cal? I'm panicking because um, you, you and I were so high and we were telling everyone to get him. We were, He's yeah. just as good as Rudy. <laughs> And he's really been letting us down. He has. I, he, I, I, it's, it's sad to say, but he really yeah. has. He's he's, had, he's still getting the rebounds. Um, he's up to 11 a game now. But he was averaging about 14 or so last yeah. season. It was such a beefy kind of number. Um, the three-fuller percentage is what it is. Uh, but it's just like the points as well has really been hurting you. The minutes in some games, like 23 minutes, mm. um, 23 minutes here and there. Like it's happened a few times now. Um, and, and that Atlanta lineup, look, at it is deep. And maybe they will decide to test some of the small ball stuff which is, you know, a risk. That definitely is a risk yeah. for this team. Um, so, I look, I'm worried a little bit. Um, at this one, I definitely still hold on to him. He had a yeah. pretty good game today. Two blocks, two steals. We got 13 and 12. Well, pretty much is what he's been putting up in the previous season. Um, yeah. So, I'd hold on to him, but I, I'm still getting a little bit worried about him at this point. Yeah, I think, um, look, we had that, had that Achilles soreness in the preseason. I wasn't too worried about it. Um, uh, you know, I think he was still playing games anyway. They were they were being careful with his minutes. I think that they, if I just quickly check his uh, game log, I think that they are starting to trend up. 
But in saying that, uh, the other thing that is also affecting his ranking is, funnily enough, his field goal percentage. Yeah, you might say he's shooting 52%, but he was like a 60% kind of guy before that. So when you go from 60 to 52, it's actually a fair bit of a drop-off. Um, and that, again, affects his points um, down under 10 points per game at the moment. Um, so I think that and the rebounds dropping a little bit, the blocks dropping a little bit, drop his value down. But... I think that those things are all very much in the realm of possibility. That's just going to be coming up a little bit um, in terms of small sample size, I think, at the moment. I don't. There's no change in his role. He was never a guy that really got 35 minutes a night um, in, in previous seasons. He was always hovering around that 30 minutes a night. And at 20 minutes, 28 minutes, sorry, so far, when he was taking a bit slower at the start of the season, I'm still confident that his minutes are going to be the same as last year. Um Maybe you've got a bit of concern with the Hawks not playing well, that they want to mix things up. But in saying that as well, they got to the conference finals last year with this team. So you, you want to think that they're going to stick with it a little while longer. Um, and, and I do think that they'll write the ship uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think that's due to come up, um, but maybe it's just not going to land as high as he was projected. And, but keep in mind that the rankings are never going to look as good for Clint Capella. He's, he's not going to be ranked the 42nd ranked player because of the free throw percentage. But obviously you were, you were drafting him in a punt free throw percentage build. So uh, keep that in mind. He, he is still giving you you know very good rebounds, um, decent blocks, low turnovers. The field goal percentage is still decent, but not excellent like it was. Um, so he is still giving you the categories that you wanted, just not to the elite levels that we expected. But I think it's coming. I'm, I'm not panicking too much. Um, if if I could, I, I'd, I'd throw out a maybe a sneaky little buy low, if I could. Uh, and, but but go low, go someone sort of around that sort of eighty to ninety mark, and, and, and see if you can snag him for on the cheap. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Thank you, uh, Cal, for the podcast, and thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions or anyone you want to discuss in terms of, are you panicking on anyone? Drop them down in the comments. Make sure you give the video. Big one of these, big thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Give us a five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe everywhere on the podcast version and on YouTube. And we will catch you guys next time. Laters. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.